This episode of Money to Burn is brought to you by ExpressVPN, the VPN that just works. Welcome along to episode number 51 of Money to Burn, the podcast that looks at the lighter side of business. And for a podcast that set out just to make one episode, we've done pretty well to make 51 episodes of it, and long may it continue. On today's show, we have an action-packed show. We have a tech tricks that's going to help you understand your baby better. We have a what you never knew that's going to make you look at sodas never the same way again. We have a no more funny business of the creepiest meal you've ever heard of. We have a website for sore eyes that's going to help you predict the future. And we have the return of Brian Fitzgerald, yes, on another Fitzbits. So sit back, relax and enjoy all Money to Burn has to offer. I'm Cole Bryan. And I'm Amber Sava. We're Riffs and Scripts. But you're listening to Money to Burn. What? You never knew. On Money to Burn. So today's What? You never knew. We have an interesting fact to you that's probably going to make you not want to drink uh, minerals, as we call it here in Ireland, or soda, as it's known in the States, ever again. Now, we all know the likes of Coca-Cola, Fanta, Club Orange, Lil Sidon, I could go on all day, Pepsi. We all know they're not very good for us, okay? Um, and that's why we probably have them in moderation. I might, I wouldn't be a big, big soda or mineral drinker myself. I'd probably have maybe one every week or two, maybe at, at, at most. Um, if I, I get a takeaway on a Saturday night, that's my uh, treat meal for the week. And I would often get maybe one with that. But Or if I go to the cinema, sometimes I'll have a, a Coke with the popcorn. Because you can't really have the popcorn in the cinema without having a Coke. But I wouldn't want to be one of these people that during the week when he's popping into a shop would grab a can of minerals or would have it with his dinner during the week or anything like that. It would be pretty much once a week with a takeaway maybe. Or on special occasions, Christmas and stuff like that. I wouldn't be a big mineral drinker. Um, I do enjoy it now and then. But this is going to be a fact that I'm going to tell you about minerals or soda today. That might actually turn you off drinking it for good. Now, maybe not out of cans. It mightn't put you off if you get a mineral, as I say, with your takeaway at the weekends or whenever you have it. It probably won't put you off that. But I'm talking about when you go to fast food restaurants and you order a, a Coke or a Pepsi or whatever... This fact is probably going to make you not want to ever get it again. Um, I'm sorry about that if you do love your minerals with your food. But a study in 2010, um, so this fact was around a while ago. I only came, it only came to light to me now. Uh, today I seen it and I was a bit like, oh God, I wish I'd have seen that earlier. But a 2010 study found that 48% of soda fountains, okay, at fast food restaurants contain coliform bacteria. And you might ask, what is coliform bacteria there, uh, Dave? Well, it's a bacteria that's commonly found in faeces. Um, and if you don't know what faeces is, it's, uh, yeah, the stuff that comes out of your backside. Um, well, microbiologists from Hollands University said they don't know how it gets there, but suspect that it may come from dirty cleaning rags 
our unwashed customer hands. Absolutely disgusting. So the next time your parents say, don't be drinking that shit, they mean it literally. Hi, this is Jen from Twisted Teacher Podcast. We are America's funniest and best educational podcast. You are listening to Money to Burn. Tech Tricks on Money to Burn. On this week's Tech Tricks, we have an app for the parents who listen to Money to Burn because we know we have a good few parents that tune in to Money to Burn on a regular basis and this is something for you guys. Now, I know when you hear your baby crying, um, you're probably wondering, what is it that the baby is crying about? Maybe it's hungry, maybe it's been pain, who knows what it is? And sometimes that's the hard, the hardest thing to maybe to decipher is between the cries. Well, there's an app out there that says it can do just that. It's called Chatter Baby, and Chatter Baby is basically a cry translator service for you and your baby. It basically records your baby's sounds that it makes when it's crying and compares them to a huge database to determine why the cries are happening. So they get the sound, they add it to a database, they compare it to all the noises that are on a database already, and they say they can tell you why your baby's crying. Now, Chatter Baby says they can they can correctly identify roughly 85% of pain cries. So that's obviously cries when a baby's in pain, maybe from teething or something like that. And it says it's roughly 90% accurate for catching any baby cries. So it's 85% for pain and 90% accurate for catching any other baby cries. They're pretty good numbers. Now, they say there's three types of cries that the app can identify. It says it can identify fussy. Okay, so if a baby's just being a little bit fussy, um, it can identify that. And it can identify if the baby's hungry or in pain. So they're probably the three main reasons why a kid would be, or a baby would be crying, if it's in pain or if it's hungry, or it's just being that little bit fussy. Now it's available to download just on the iOS, so this is just for our Apple users, sorry Android users, it's just for the iOS users, but although the app, the app is a cool way to help with parenting, the app advisors have urged that users always use their intuition first. And I know I can hear parents out there already saying, look, we don't need your chatterbox app. I can tell my baby's hungry and I can tell my baby's in pain, but why not use it anyway? And it could be a really good idea to invent apps of similar types. Maybe you can invent one just for grown men. Maybe you could basically be able to uh, get an app and hold it over your uh, husband or boyfriend and be able to tell why they're crying. Um, probably there'd be only three reasons why they'd be crying as well. Uh, presumably uh, either one, they're out of beer. Uh, two, their favourite football team lost. Or three, they're out of beer and their favourite football team just lost. When you're going to the toilet, you always close the door behind you, yeah? You don't want any random passerby looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you're going online? Using the internet with an ExpressVPN is like going to the toilet and not bothering to close the door. So if you're like me and you believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com forward slash money to burn today. And a very special offer for our Money to Burn listeners. If you use my link in the show notes, you get an extra three months free. Now let's get on with the show.
No more funny business on Money to Burn. So this week's No More Funny Business takes us all the way to Canada. Now, I do know we have some Canadian listeners who listen into the show. Hello, Johnny and AJ. I know you are money to burn maestros out there in Montreal. But this part of Canada that we're looking at is Toronto, yeah? And it's an unusual delivery service because I've been to Canada. Um, as I said, I've been over to Montreal a few times and they have delicious foods. Um, really, really nice grub over there. And mainly poutine. Uh, that's a kind of a gravy with uh, cheese on chips. And it sounds kind of like not great. But when you taste it, it is unbelievable. It's off the scale. Um, and they do amazing burgers and pizzas. You name it, they do it. They always say, there's an old saying that you'll never get a bad meal in Montreal. Now, I've never been to Toronto. But the takeouts in Toronto seem to be a little bit unusual. Well, this one does anyway. And that's why it's on this week's No More Funny Business. Because this company is known as, well, it's called Last Meals Delivery Service. Now, if you're wondering, like, why is it called Last Meals? Um, you're probably thinking, that's a bit grim. I don't, I don't want it to be my last meal. Well, it's not your last meal. Um, it's the last meal of someone on death row... And the, what they chose as their last meal. Okay, a little bit grim, I agree. And um, it costs $20 and it must be ordered a couple of days ahead of delivery. They say just go, it's, it's a bit like the, what you have to do on death row. You have to give in your order for your last meal a couple of days before. And um, you don't know, you don't get to pick out what you get either. You don't actually get to say uh, what meal you want. You don't know what's going to arrive. But when it does get delivered, it comes with a DVD for some reason to watch and a paper mask of the convict who selected it. Now, there was one review um, on Last Meal's delivery service and it was a guy called Frank at BlogTO. He tried it out and this was what his experience was. He says, I don't know what I was expecting. Possibly someone dressed as the Grim Reaper or in a prison guard uniform or something equally dramatic opening up the thermal bag with a puff of yellow sulphur uh, smoke and handing me my styrofoam container that was eerily cool to the touch. Ideally, I'd have left the $20, sorry, cash only, folks, in an envelope at my front door and after a brief wait, the doorbell would ring and the food would appear without any human agency to puncture the veil. Very, very uh, dramatic. But it didn't actually go quite like that, as uh, Frank points out. He says, I'm sure you're all frothy with anticipation as to which lucky or unlucky dead guy I drew. His name was James Hudson Bryant. He was prisoner 924 and he was convicted of killing three people in a dispute over a shared driveway. His last meal included a cheeseburger, a toss salad, large fries with ketchup and a pile of salatines, an apple turnover, and for some reason, I can't really fathom, a pair of brand new white tube socks. Everything tasted okay. It wasn't exactly homemade, he says. That is unbelievable. I'm not too sure if I do ever go to Toronto, which I do plan to do someday, if I will avail of Last Meal's delivery service. I think I'll just stick to having uh, the poutine myself. But Last Meal's delivery service, it does seem like kind of a good idea for people who are into that kind of stuff, but it just seems like it was kind of badly executed.
This is Georgie Kelly and you're listening to Money to Burn. Website for sore eyes on Money to Burn. So this week's on website for sore eyes, we have a really, really interesting website for you. Now I do warn you, it's the kind of website that you can go on and spend hours and hours and hours. So for anyone who likes going down rabbit holes online, this is going to be the perfect website for you. Now if you don't know what a web, what a rabbit hole is online, it basically means when you get down a rabbit hole, it means that you get sucked into spending way too long reading about or researching something online. So you've probably all done it. You see a fact about space on Facebook and before you know it you've opened up about a hundred web browser pages and you've spent four hours reading about how life on Mars would be in a hundred years time something kind of wacky or the size of the planet how many billion stars there are and you just you're trying to get your head around it and before you know it four hours has passed and you've spent a crazy amount of time just reading about this one subject and we've all done it I've done it Um, and I know a lot of people do it nearly as a hobby some people love going down an old rabbit hole well if that's your thing this website is going to be a really really good one for you and especially if you kind of wonder if you kind of have a kind of a a kind of a brain that kind of thinks if you're if you're kind of a thinker uh, who kind of thinks about the future and you wonder what the future is going to be what life is going to be like in a hundred years time a thousand years time or even a year's time you can go on to this website predictions on the future of mankind is the name of the website now it basically tells you what will be true by 2030 uh, 2050 and um, even 10,000 AD and beyond they give predictions on what the world is going to be like now the future timeline offers predictions about the future and it's based on facts and ongoing research now every bit of the website is speculation now you, it's none of it is based on complete facts like these things aren't definitely going to happen so don't get too afraid if you read certain things but like just to give you an example of one of the things that's on the website it says that Bangkok in their opinion will be abandoned due to flooding by 2031 so it's little things like that that they basically see now it's not just plucking random ideas from the air and just guessing them everything that they put on here on the website is backed up by at least one source so it's it's, it's at least some kind of scientific research behind what they say on the website it's not just plucking random guesses out of the air so if that's the kind of website you enjoy i think this is definitely one for you if you enjoy going down an old rabbit hole i think you're going to really really enjoy predictions on the future of mankind now i'm, I'm not really one to think too far into the future i think maybe a couple of days into the future at the time maybe but like i don't know make, i might think like what kind of takeaway am i going to get saturday night i don't know maybe i'll pop onto predictions of the future of mankind and see you today now Hi, I'm Carol, and I listen to Money to Burn while having a cup of coffee in Alicante. Hi, my name is Sue, and I listen to Money to Burn while I'm out walking in Tucson, Arizona in the USA. Hi, I'm Michael. I listen to Money to Burn driving along in Eindhoven in the part of Holland. It's time for Fitzbits on Money to Burn. As you would have heard by that jingle, we have the return of Fitzbits. And that can only mean one thing, the return of Brian Fitzgerald. How are you keeping, Brian? Super, Dave. 
great uh, chat yet. Long, long time. It is. It's probably about, I'd say, I always think of time now in episodes. So it's probably about 25 episodes since we heard what's happening in Brian Fitzgerald's life. So what's happening with you now? What have you got for us today? Well, first of all, Dave, congratulations on the, the podcast. I see it's absolutely smashing the uh, download charts. So yeah, perfect. thanks for being here, Brian. Yeah, uh, number one now, 138 times actually in the top of the Apple charts since we launched it only 18 months ago across various charts. But yeah, 33 countries as well, which I've figured out means that I've been listened to in one-sixth of the world. How about that? That's actually a brilliant stat. <laughs> I know. I, I looked up, I Google how many countries it was in the world and it said 195. So 33, yeah, about a sixth. So that's not too bad, Brian. And I'll tell you, when people hear that Brian Fitzgerald is on, we're going to get downloads from all over the world. We'll probably get some in Tonga and Fiji because we know you're a, a great man for the rugger. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so, Dave. I don't think so. I reckon uh, so. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, gr- it's great to be back. I suppose oh, we're in the world of hopefully post-COVID and slowly coming out of it. And the, the reason I uh, wanted to talk to you today was a uh, return to work, return to office. Yes, that is actually, it really yeah. is. That was something I was going to cover as a hot topic. But then when you reached out to me, I thought, is hot topics only kind of popular? Fitzbits is one of our most popular sections. Anytime we have Brian Fitzgerald on, the uh, ratings go through the roof. So I thought, I want to know what's happening with Brian Fitz. When are you returning to the office, Brian? Me, personally, Dave, it looks like the beginning of November. Okay. Um, but I would be a regular um, advocate of LinkedIn and, and, and would be on LinkedIn quite a lot. And, and it's becoming the new topic or new trend to post the return to office photo. Yeah, it is. Actually, I've seen a few. Photos. I have seen a few. So uh, that's what made me think, you know what? be a good thing to chat to Dave about the... Uh, the return to office. Everyone is slowly returning to normality somewhat uh, and the return to office. How do you feel about it? Dave? Me personally, um, I can see positives and negatives. I can see positive and negatives to going back to the office. Obviously, people are going to miss um, the full-time route working, but I know a lot of companies are going with a hybrid model, which I probably think is the best. Now, obviously, for me, I personally love to just work 100% from home, but I can see benefits possibly from having an office. Obviously, collaboration and getting to meet people. I know I worked with you previously in the past, Brian, and if I'd only probably worked with you over a laptop, we probably wouldn't get on as well as we do. Um, We both get on great, and I'd say the people who I've met in person, I'd say would be considered some of my best friends people I've worked with. So I'd say the fact that I'd miss, have missed out on all that has me kind of maybe probably plugging for a a hybrid-type model for pretty much most companies. How about you? Yeah, no, very, very similar. So I've moved roles during the pandemic, uh, Which is a tough thing so to do. Very, very, very difficult thing. Um, because you're starting a new role, you're at home. It's not like uh, pre-COVID where you could turn to a colleague, tip them on the shoulder and say, how's it going? I have an issue here. Can you help me? Now it's all instant message, phone calls, um, Zoom calls, yeah, uh, which we're all sick of at this stage. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the hybrid model as well. Uh, I think the hybrid model is, is, is the way to go. I don't think the, the full five-day return to the office, I don't think we'll see that day again for the majority of the sectors. Uh, obviously, there's some sectors, retail, that have to go back full-time. Yeah. But I don't see it happening uh, for the majority of office-based workers. 
Do you think would I that think would that be one of the probably has, perks? Do you reckon of people working? Obviously, like a lot of companies are going to go that way. Do you think it'll be a good negotiation tool, maybe for people to say, "Look, you won't have to be in here all day." Well, I, I know I was speaking to a recruiter recently who uh, offered a role to a candidate, uh, and because the hybrid model for them didn't work, as in they were being asked to be in the office between three and five days a week. They turned their role down. So I think that's the future uh, of where people are going to start to look at what roles they go for and apply for. Because it, re- it really is it probably worth so much money to people. Because I know for me personally, I, I'd have a, an entrepreneurial spirit is what I tell people. And um, where I wouldn't have to be kind of maybe forced to work around like that. Like I enjoy work. I enjoy doing work. And I think maybe, I think for people like that, I think I think probably remote working has been something that was probably always in the back of our mind. Would you have thought similar? Yes, I, I, I would have said from a young age that the perfect role for me was both, both office-based and out and about. Okay, so the, clo- the closest thing to that now is everyone's getting to experience the hybrid model of working from home. Now, I have to say the working from home 100% would not suit me. I know, I know you mentioned there that it would suit you. It wouldn't suit me because I, I feel, and I, it took me quite a long time to get over the fact of having an office in the house and stepping away and closing that door. And I felt yeah. very drawn to it. Every time I, I, I would walk up the stairs of my house, um, you know, I felt, oh, work is there. I should really go do a bit more. Whereas uh, I think the days of being in the office, you close your laptop, you turn off your phone, whatever else, and you walk out of the office, that's the time to unwind and go home. Um, what, what's really worrying me over the past week or two is yeah. is hearing the, the traffic reports, Dave. Oh, <laughs> I've heard oh, them myself, and uh, I, they haven't been pleasant. I know it's a lot of, especially towards city centre kind of jobs and people working in town. And What are you going to be doing on the commute? How are you going to pass your time on the commute in? Is there anything that you've got lined up? Or are you just going to sit there and think? Or have you got some maybe plans to maybe make benefit of the time? Do you know what? I, I pre pre this, uh, when I was in the office five days a week and commuting to Dublin, yeah. um, it was my time to make phone calls, personal phone calls. That's how I passed the time personally. So uh, I would catch up with friends, catch up with family, both to and from work. Um, and if I'm not doing that, Dave, genuinely, I, I like to listen to podcasts. Uh, you think you're the exact so same as me, Brian? Yeah, I like a bit of a chat uh, on the phone. Or would you do any business calls? Would you ever route your phone through and get a couple of business calls? Or is that your time to switch off? No, uh, it was always a time for me to switch off. I would have an hour's commute. So um, I, I have kids, Dave. So going from one job to home again is going into a, a second job as many parents. Yeah, the most important agree. job, Brian. So, the most important job. Uh, of course, Dave, of course. Said through a smile and gritted teeth. Um, <laughs> it can drive you mad as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, dr- dr- that drive home was my unwind time. I would unwind, I decompress from work and get myself ready to go into the most important job um, of, of the kids and get the kids to bed and fed and etc. So 
And earlier on, you were saying you were trying to. It was hard to disconnect. How did you combat that? Did you, did, how did you stop yourself from getting on the laptop here? Because you're thinking, I've got a bit of admin to do. It's Saturday night. It's quiet. Will I just jump on and do it? Because I still find myself doing that. I know I've got a good bit of administration work to do this weekend. I know I'm just gonna. I won't be able to wait till Monday to do it. So how do you? How can you stop me from going on that laptop? Is there I'll any techniques? Honest, yeah, I, I think I think it's the personality uh, of the person. I, I'll be honest. Last night, I, I was the exact same as you there, Dave. So I've, I've got a young toddler that woke during the middle of the night. I uh, resettled the toddler, and then my mind was racing. I had 20 past four about what I had to do today. Okay, uh, 20 past four? Less than 10. Yeah, it was, the laptop was less than 10 feet away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I could literally hear it purring because it was in the charger. Um, and homing away, and it took me a good hour to go back to sleep because uh, my mind started thinking, "Oh, well, I have to do A, B, and C tomorrow." Um, for me personally, uh, it's exercise. That's how I unwind and get away from it. Is get away. Other people like listening to podcasts. Other people, you know, like cooking, etc. Um, I, I think as the country reopens and the social activity. Uh, uh, is reopened to everyone again and I, everyone goes about their normal daily lives the working from home office will be easier to detach yourself away from yeah I think people are going to get more used so I think me and you are, when we when we would have worked together you would have been able to do a day or two from home here and there it was always kind of like something that you could do partially so we probably would have been more used to it than maybe than other people but can you see, um, do you think people are now just going to be used to it? It's just going to be part of the norm when you go for a job interview or where you're currently working. It's just going to become, that's just the way it is now. It's just, it's always been that way. And then we're going to be telling colleagues maybe in 10 years time, we used to have to come here five days a week and they won't believe us. Is that kind of the way you can really feel it'll be? I couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's going to be part of the job description now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be up there with wages. Uh in terms of one of the most important parts of the job description data. Especially saving money and having to drive in and your time. I think a lot of people now know that your time is so valuable. You know, things that you get to do. Do you know what I mean? From rather than sitting in traffic, being able to be at home. And as, as you say, you, you've you two young kids and it's great probably for you to be able to be there with them and see them grow up. Because I know like, just even my dad, for instance, uh, RIP, um, he'd have been like, he'd have been home at three o'clock in the day. That's his job started at seven and finished at three. But I always felt so lucky that I had so much time with him. Whereas I knew other kids in my class probably would barely have got to see their dad. So I think it's, that's going to be even more so, I think, in the future that people are going to have more family time. And that's invaluable, isn't it? Uh, yeah, like, Invaluable. Uh, my firstborn um, probably didn't see me that much over the first year of of her life, um, yeah. because obviously toddlers are put to bed early, uh, and babies, newborns, and toddlers are put to bed early, and so on. And with the commute home from the nine to five, five days a week, you know, I was looking at getting home if I was lucky by quarter past half seven. Um, so I I'd miss that window with my child. Whereas my second born was born during the pandemic. I haven't missed a day of his life. Which is amazing. I've seen, it's absolutely incredible day. And while yeah. still holding down and a I'm job, do you mean you're still working like five days a week, but you can still nip in and see him on your little breaks and stuff like that and he gets to hang out with you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we, we, like it, what I also found really interesting, I'm sure, 
many parents listening will agree as well, is the bond. So I have a very different bond with, with my daughter than I do with my son. Um, and it's not by gender. It's yeah, yeah. To do with the fact that he's seen me every single day since he literally was born. And I haven't missed a day. Or, like, it wasn't that he's been in bed or whatever else. So, like, I'm nearly closer with my son. Even though he's only yeah, no, I get you. So you can't really put a seen him every day. you can't put a price in that. So even if a job comes in and says to you, "Oh, I'll give you an extra yeah. ten grand," and you're like, "How many days am I in the office? Five? Yeah, forget it. I think that's the way it's only going to be from now on. And yeah. uh, do, oh, do, I know the phrase "the new normal" has always been bandied around. I actually hate that phrase. But do you think we can now drop the now the <laughs> word "normal" and just say, "Our yeah, drop the word "new" and just call it "normal" now? This is normal. It's not new normal. It's just it's normal. Everyone's used to this now. Listen, we ha- we had to go through the guts of two years of being repressed repressed by, you know, COVID. Yeah. But one of the main highlights that everyone will take coming out of it is, as you said, the new normal is your work-life balance. Really is. I think I th- uh, what, what has come out of it is people will realise that, you know what, jobs are important. They Don't are. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It helps put food on the table, but there's also more to life. And I think it's I think it's been obvious as well that it's not where you're doing it, it's what you're doing, isn't it? It's like if you can do a bit in the office, a bit at home, you're mixing the best of both. And another thing I thought, right, this is one of my thoughts now, CD, would you agree that a lot of people have said they kind of missed out on the last maybe year and a half, they're saying they lost out on life. I almost felt I got more of my life back. Because I'd have worked so long hours, different days, I'd find myself leaving offices at half seven, eight o'clock at night, doing admin and stuff like that. Whereas I nearly feel like I've as much as I'm Say missing on certain things, some of my life was actually much vastly improved. Would you find the same with yourself? Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I, I'm just taking aboard what you said. Absolutely, the, the fact that, uh, um, you know, I personally got to spend more time with my family, yeah, was invaluable. Yeah, whereas, okay, I, I understand what, what people are saying, um, they're missing out on certain parts of their life, whether it be socializing in a pub or a cafe um, or, or going to the cinema. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I would agree with that. Or taking a holiday, you know, abroad. Or sport then, and stuff. Yeah, live well, sport. And... Yeah, well, big sports fan that I know you are. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that, you know, you missed out on that, that's okay. And you can't get that back. But then you've got other things in your life that you didn't realise were as important to you. A hundred percent. Yeah, but now, but as you said, the normal coming back now is uh, is looking good, um, and exciting to see what what the normal holds. I fully I'm agree trying, with I'm you, Brian. Really hard not to say the new normal. I know. Yeah, <laughs> or I'd cut you <laughs> off. No, but Brian, look, I a hundred percent agree with you. I think now that the normal now that we have, the normal we looked at in the past, maybe we would have like maybe looked at maybe wages, high wages, maybe fancy phones, fancy this and fancy that as something that was such benefit to in our life. But I think even now we see that we probably need a lot less than we have that we have more time and to be honest with you I always I know people always say like you can't put a price on time but I think we've all found out that more um, than we ever have in the last uh, year or so year, year and a half I think it is at this stage 
But Brian, we are running out of time, and I just want to thank you so much for coming back on. Um, as I say, Fitz Bits is such a popular section of the show, but I just want to make you make make you make us a promise that you're not going to leave it another 30 episodes to come on. We'd like to have you on a lot more regular, so we want you to tell the listeners that you're going to be on a lot more than you have been, Brian. That's if we'll have me, Dave. Oh, Brian, I'll have you any time. Especially as we enter the especially as we enter the new normal, Brian. <laughs> and now that we're entering the new normal, we can even meet up and we can do it in person as well. So there you go. Well, geez, that would be exciting. I'd like to do it in person, all right? Yeah, well, that, that'll That'd be, be an exclusive. Good. That'll be an exclusive. Well, Brian, thanks a million for coming on the show today. And as you've heard there, listeners, you're going to be having a lot more Brian Fitzgerald down the line. And he's going to have a lot more stories and tips and tricks. Because I, 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 I often don't know how to introduce Brian, but he really is a guru on so many subjects. And Brian, thanks very much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Fitzbits. And that, my friends, is the end of episode number 51 of Money to Burn, the podcast that looks at the lighter side of business. And as I said at the start of the show, we set out just to make one episode of Money to Burn, and here we are on episode number 51. You people just seem to enjoy it, and you keep coming back for more, and as long as you do, we will keep making the episodes for you. And it's great to have all the new listeners along as well. I get mails from people who are reaching out, saying they've just started listening, and they're going back through all the old episodes. So make sure you go back and listen to these episodes because they are timeless. You can listen to episode 5 as if it was the day I made it. I want to thank this week's guest, Brian Fitzgerald, for coming on for another Fitzbits. And as he's promised, he's going to be on for another one very, very soon. Also, join us over on Instagram at Money to Burn Podcast, and you can be in with a chance of winning one of the slick Money to Burn mugs for our next Coffee With episode, which drops next Thursday. Yes, we're going to be having the Twisted Teachers on for the first time of ever having two guests on Money to Burn at the same time, and it's an episode not to miss. So until then, stay safe, stay happy, but most of all, stay lucky.